Hey, this is Phil Lamar. And this is also Phil Lamar. And you're listening to The Night Nerd. Hey everybody, welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host Lance. It's Thursday and I, I don't even know what we're talking about right now. I mean, we're talking about Loki. But because of the show dropping in the middle of the week, uh, we're, we're doing things a little little different. And that's okay, because if you've seen it, it's a whole lot of fun. First episode's out now. Highly recommend you go watch it. Uh, I will be talking a little bit of spoilers in today's episode, but you can listen to my full review that I posted up yesterday. Uh, it was such a good show, yeah. But today we're going to look at the comic book history of Loki. This is uh, a character who's been around forever. Uh, I mean, as we'll see, and I'm not just being like, oh, you know, since the 90s, because that's, that's not forever. I thought about talking about, like, the Norse histories of Loki, but as you see, as you're going to see today... There's so much to unpack with just just the Marvel version of Loki that, I, I don't know, there should be a whole Loki podcast. Maybe there is one out there. I don't know. I'd probably listen to it. So, when I said that Loki's been around since the beginning, technically, Loki, a version of Loki, showed up in Venus number 6 back in August of 1949. So, this is back before Marvel was Marvel, when it was Timely Comics. And in this book, Loki is actually an Olympian god. So he's with uh, the Greeks and things, which is kind of weird. And he also has a more devilish look to him. Um, which, spoilers, I think kind of plays into the Loki episode one where the little girl points to the devil. Uh, maybe. But... Basically what it is, is he's been exiled to the underworld and he convinces Jupiter slash Zeus to bring him to Earth realm because, hey, Venus is there, so I'm going to go help her. And uh, Venus is like, oh, wait, nope, we're going to do good and blah, blah, blah. He gets caught and sent back to the underworld. This is a pattern that we're going to see time and time again in Loki. Uh, they mentioned it in the series. That's how he's in the MCU. So, I, I guess since day one, you know, what was it, like 70 years ago, wow, 71 years ago, that, that that's how it's been. Loki, as we know him, though, first showed up in Journey into Mystery number 85. This is October 1962. And here he's like Thor's enemy, but he's also his brother. And he's changed to that, like, green, iconic look that we have seen uh, so, so many times. And he's been around ever since then, fighting all the Marvel characters. And what what's neat about Loki is he's a good go-to. You know, everybody thinks like Magneto, Doctor Doom, you know, even Thanos and Galactus. Those are, oh, those are your big bads. But... If you really need somebody to kind of get the thing going, kind of scheme, Loki is where it's at. And it going back to when the Avengers first got together, 
Loki was like, okay, cool. I'm going to take care of my brother. I'm going to have Hulk fight him. So he like did some illusions on Hulk and then made Thor come in. Well, he didn't count on the other Avengers showing up. And eventually they realized what Loki was doing and took the battle to him and they beat him. And then ever since that defeat, he's just been on a roll trying to take down not only Thor, but really all the heroes of Earth and all the heroes of Asgard. Uh, except what's interesting is like with Odin, he tries to, only once or twice does he actually like try to kill Odin over the years. And part of that may be because of their weird father-son thing. As we saw, as we know, in the MCU, you know, Odin found him. But the comic history behind that is Bor, who was Odin's dad, was battling the Frost Giants. And he was he got turned into snow by a sorcerer. And he's like, hey, Odin, help me. Odin's like, mm, no, I'm not going to help you. Bor gets mad. He's like, okay, well, because of this, you're going to take a son and raise him as your own. I don't, I don't know. Curses were weird back then. So Odin, fast forward, Odin's fighting the Frost Giants again. He kills Laffy and then finds this little child who Laffy has actually been hiding because he was as guardian size. Like he wasn't a Frost Giant. He's like a Frost kid. And, uh, and so Odin took him, raised him as his own. And just like we see in the movies, he and Thor kind of compete and stuff. You know, Thor's strong, but Loki's cunning and magical. And he plays pranks. Well, he gets to be known as the god of mischief and ultimately the god of evil. Like, they change his name. But through the whole time, Odin is still there. And even though everybody's like, Odin, you need to just do something. But you need to kill him and stuff. And Odin's like, well, no, I'll... I'll put him in a tree, because Odin's a good dad, uh, we've we've learned. But Odin, I, I think Odin always has kind of a soft spot for Loki. Because, you know, one, it's kind of like this curse slash uh, connection he has to his dad, Bor. And, you know, it's, it's a worthy adversary, it's all these things. So he never is really, like, super, super harsh on Loki. Uh, I mean, you could consider being put in a tree harsh, but he's always he always gives him a way out. He's like, hey, all you need is somebody needs to shed a tear over your situation, and you're free. So I think there's a weird father-son dynamic there with Odin and Loki, and that's why Loki just wants to destroy Thor. Whether it be like bring, inadvertently bringing the Avengers together, or kidnapping Jane Foster, um, or creating the Absorbing Man, you know, helping release Gag and Surtur and all these other things. It's crazy. And sometimes his schemes actually work. Like, throughout time in the comics, he's gained power and set on the throne of Asgard. And every time he does, they're like, dude, you're bringing around Ragnarok. You're going to bring around the end of our people. But he runs away because usually there's some kind of big bad coming in. And he's like, nope not dealing with this so it it puts it off um until it doesn't and then you would have yeah we'll get to like big ragnarok in a little bit 
But Loki, to try and... In his act of being selfish, sometimes he's not selfish. He's selfless. And that word eluded me for a minute. And so I had to use elude as a big word to make up for not knowing selfless. But he, he does things, you know, like giving, granting wishes. He went through a phase where he was going to help people. And so he gives Rogue the ability to touch people. He makes Puck from Alpha Flight like a normal size. And he does all these things, but... I mean, they always have catches, and people realize it, and so they go against him. When I mentioned that Loki was a schemer, a good schemer, there was a crossover back in the late 80s, or like 89 and 90, called Acts of Vengeance. And this is regarded as a lot of people's favorite crossover in Marvel Comics. This is where he took... All the heroes. One of the, back then, they used to have crossovers that ran through the annuals every year. So, like, it wasn't in the main story, but if you picked up the annuals, you got to see stuff. Um, this was Loki convinced all the villains to trade heroes. You know, it was like, hey, Juggernaut, the X-Men have been kicking your butt for years. Switch it up and fight Thor. And I'm even going to help you out a little bit here and make Thor a little bit weaker. So he caused, like I said, all the villains to switch and find new heroes. And in some spots it worked, others it didn't. But of course, good always wins, almost always wins. And the Avengers won. And this is when we had East and West Coast Avengers. They figured out who was behind it. And Thor would kill Loki. But because it's comics, he would come back. Uh, but yeah, that's just that's one of those stories where you're just like, wow, yeah, that's a great idea. Like, just switch your partner, do si do, and it's great. Then, in recent years, um, Loki, you know, would die and come back. And during the um, Dark Avengers time, he came back as a female, and he used this guys to manipulate. Norman Osborn and actually pretend to be the Scarlet Witch and manipulate the Avengers and the Young Avengers uh, and everybody until Siege, the Siege came about, which is Siege is basically Ragnarok. So this was uh, during the Dark Reign and everything like that. And what happened was Asgard was over Oklahoma. There's a whole long backstory to it, but Asgard was over Oklahoma, and Osborn thought that the Avengers were making moves and Asgardians were making moves against him, so he attacks. He uses a corrupted sentry and a Thor clone and all this stuff, and it just goes crazy. But during all this, Loki's playing two against the middle, like trying to trying to come out ahead hoping that they'll take each other out but ultimately he realizes that it's not going to work so he joins the good guys you know the new avengers young avengers uh and secret warriors to help defeat the dark avengers but void who was sentry figures out destroys him and loki and loki's like Thor, man, I'm sorry. You're my brother. I'll always love you. And that sends Thor off 
and he destroys Sentry, throws him in the sun. Well, again, because he's Loki, and during all of that, he had like a little back deal that had his name erased from hell, so he can't die. He's reincarnated as a kid, and Thor decides to help him and take pity on him. Well, that gets him on the Young Avengers, and again, nobody tr the Avengers don't trust Loki. The Young Avengers don't trust Loki. Volsai, a lot of people don't trust Loki because he's Loki. But Thor believes in him and keeps helping him, and young Loki actually does well. Uh, old Loki comes to him as a raven and all this stuff, and he's like, okay, all you have to do is this, and I'm back in power, and we can take over the world. And kid Loki's like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to do that. I want to walk my own path. And that's kind of what he does for a while. Um, I mean, he still manipulates people. Eventually, he gets aged up a little bit, like to his teenage years. And at this point, you also get the Axis, where the, the Axis storyline was where good guys kind of became bad guys and jerks, and bad guys became good guys, and it was a whole thing. Well, Loki, you know, he, he walks that gray area. He, we've seen, we've talked about, and if you watch the movies, like, he'll be a bad guy, then he'll come and help, and then he'll be a bad guy, but then he'll save the day. So, Axis just jacked with him completely. Like, he was rude and a horrible person, but he did good deeds. And so it was this whole whole weird thing. Um, then ultimately they got it sorted out. And yeah, he just keeps coming back and doing things. And I think when you talk about, like the, like Owen Wilson mentioned in the show, Morbius, I need, just, I need to call him Morbius instead of Owen Wilson. He, he brings out the best in other people. That's what he does. And whether it be bringing the Avengers together or the Young Avengers or, you know, helping with Siege, whatever it is, Loki has done it. And I think his story is a parallel to that of Asgard because, you know, with Asgard and Ragnarok, it's a li birth, life, death, rebirth cycle. And you see that with Loki's morality. You know, he'll be bad and then good and then bad and there's always an arc there and it resets and it's a cycling door for him I, I don't know I think it's really really cool and he's responsible for some of the greatest moments in comic history and you can let me know your favorite Loki moment in comics let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media Facebook Instagram YouTube Twitter everywhere just look for the night nerd you can email me nightnerd at the nightnerd.com but otherwise that's going to do it for me today again my name is lance thank you all so much for listening and we will see you next time